Welcome to episode 11 of the Ultra Ordinary Running Podcast. We are ordinary runners embarking on a journey to our first 100-mile ultra marathon together, the Javelina 100 in October 2016. I'm Melissa, and I'm joined by two of the most inspiring people I know, Angela and Christina. Hello, friends. Hi, Melissa. <laughs> Hi, Melissa. That's so sweet. Aww. Well, over the weekend, Angela participated in a fun-sounding event called the Sufferfest. <laughs> that was organized by a group called Human Potential Running. Angela sure can pick them. <laughs> so huh. I am curious, Angela, could you tell us what exactly is a Sufferfest? Well, you know, there wasn't much suffering, really. <laughs> um, I, I guess there could have been. I, you know, I guess it, you know, it, it, it could have been. But I, I just had so much fun this weekend, and I, I, I first heard about. Well, actually, first time I heard about it was because probably because Christina had been talking about ultra sign up, and so <clears throat> once she hit that button to enable me to get on ultra sign up on a regular basis and so when I did of course it brings up like races that are close to you and mm -hmm. events and whatnot and I had seen this suffer fest come up on ultra sign up and it was in Fruta and I thought oh my gosh this is like right in my backyard and so you know I've been talking about it for a while and I, I because it's been posted for quite some time and I was thinking about it today and I thought you know I kind of put myself I guess out there and like even when I did my podcast interview with Denny um, at Diz Runs um, I had mentioned that that was kind of on my radar to do and um, and really it wasn't until we talked to Liz um, on Real Runners chat mm -hmm. that she asked me about suffer fest and you know because she she like did her homework before she interviewed us which I thought was pretty cool mm -hmm. and she asked me about suffer fest and and I was really kind of wavering on it because my work schedule is super busy and um I just thought there's no way I'm going to be able to go run that and um so I guess so anyways I, she asked me about it and then I was like, really, Angela, are you not going to do it? Like you've put yourself out there and you said you were going to participate. So, you know, don't wimp out and not do it. It's so, on the internet. You have it's to. It's on now. the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, so I, I had looked up the Suffer, Suffer Fest and it's run, like you said, by this group called, um, it's the Human Potential Running Series. Um, the, the leader of the pack, his, his nickname is Sherpa John. And he, it, the, the group is, it, it's not, he, they do a series of races, but they also do a series of fat asses, mm -hmm. which I, I guess has, I, maybe I'm new enough to the trail running world. I don't know what a fat ass is as far as running goes. <laughs> oh, fat <laughs> asses are great. <laughs> fat yeah, asses so are great. Just, yeah, they're should just I... like group runs. Mm -hmm. No, you should is not that... be offended. Okay. No, you're safe. So, <laughs> so that's what this Sufferfest was, is um, the plan was 31 miles on Saturday, 37 miles on Sunday. And I knew from my training schedule, I wasn't going to be able to do that distance. But, you know, everything were you I... Were you initially planning on doing both? Well, I 30? thought maybe I could do, I thought maybe I could do the 50K on the Saturday and then like it would be a good back-to-back because -back, I'm you know doing those back-to-back -back Saturday Sunday so I thought well, I could go longer on Saturday and then just do a short run on Sunday or maybe volunteer or something but my training schedule just wasn't built up to that distance yet I mean I feel like I'm still building back up to that distance and I'm playing it pretty safe. I don't want to get hurt. You We're know, still I don't like three months away from right. And, our race. and I don't need to go throw myself out yeah. there. That's too yeah. much. That's too much. So, but you know, the more I read about it, it's like you can, you know, here's the places you can you can run, and I know the trails that they're on, so I know where I can, you know, get on or get off or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, I, I 
I signed up for membership. There's, it's a membership to the, the group itself. It was $30, which is what I had registered for a few months ago, but I didn't mm -hmm. ever actually register for the race or, and it's not a race. I didn't register for the fat ass. Cause that um, that's free, right? I mean, you don't, yeah, pay. it's actually free. Yeah. yeah that's the, the thing dealy about a fat ass is it's like just a group run. So there's no registration fee and it gives you the freedom to, you know, drop or, you know, drop off if you want to join right, in. Right. Cause yeah. it's just like a group run. I mean, it's like adamant on their, you know, the website and everything. This yeah. is not a race. There's no, mm -hmm. there's no t-shirt. There's no goodie <laughs> bag. There's no starting line. There's no chip. There's no number. It's just, okay, we're all going to meet at this trailhead at eight o'clock and check in. And he gave us a little speech and said, okay, here's the deal. Here's some maps. If you need them, there's lots of bikes on the trail today. Um, you know, probably let them, you know, technically we have the right of way, but let them have the right of way. And remember, I'm not responsible for you and <laughs> we'll see you later. And everybody just kind of took off. So, um, and by everybody, like how many participants would you estimate? I think there was maybe the first day, maybe 30 mm -hmm. people. I'm bad at guesstimating, but yeah. there's probably about 30 people. And, um, one of the women running her husband volunteered to man an aid station. And even though they, they say, you know, there's no aid stations, but the back of this guy's SUV is totally packed with soda and chips <laughs> and Gatorade <laughs> and water. And, you know, so, and everybody donates, uh, brings something, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, they bring drinks, they bring food and they just you know, they kind of throw it in the pot and it goes from, from run to run. And, and there was more than enough food in there to feed anybody that was out on the trail that day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there was probably about 30 people the first day, maybe, I don't, there probably wasn't 20 the second day. So it's an intimate group, maybe. Do you think most people were kind of local or had people traveled from far away to go do it. Yeah, no, most people were not local. Um, really? No, most of them, uh, I mean, most of them came from Denver. The group's uh -huh. rooted in, in Thornton, I believe. And there, so I was the, I was sort of the local person. And um, yeah, most people had traveled. There was a couple people that came down from Laramie. Um, there was people from Fort Collins, Boulder, Denver, Colorado Springs, Palmer Lake, um, Parker. So all over the East Slope. Mm -hmm. And then there was me who I was like, oh, I live here. <laughs> You're like a local celebrity then. I, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So. so you said the 50K was initially, I guess, on the radar. Um, it didn't happen. So did you go into the first day with a mileage goal? Well, I, what I ended up doing was changing, I changed my training around a little bit because I'm so busy at work right now and I, I have to work on Saturdays. And I, I, so what I ended up doing is deciding to do my shorter run on Saturday for a couple reasons. One, because I had to work. Two, because it was on trails that I'm familiar with, that I've run on before. And so, and, and they're trails I would run by myself. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll keep my run shorter on Saturday, go run, get cleaned up, go to work, and then do my longer run on Sunday when I could go out and not have to worry about getting back to the office. So I, the, the first leg of the run on Saturday, the first trail, uh, is about five miles and then it's two miles back on a rolling dirt road back to the trailhead. So, and they had the aid station set up there at that five miles and then the trails go out and kind of loop from there. So if you were going to run further, then you'd come in, hit that aid station, go back out another trail, do a, another, I think it was another 
five mile loop, come back to the aid, take off on another trail, which was then a longer loop, and then back down uh, to a shorter loop on the bottom. So I just did that first leg. I did the five miles, two miles back on the road, just did seven miles. Um, kind of a technical trail, big climb on the, on the front side of it, um, lots of rocks, and, um, and I've run it before. The best thing about it was just, you know, I mostly run by myself, so it was so much fun to take off and, and you know, we ran a little ways on a dirt road before we actually hit the trail and, you know, just the people, people I've never met before and I don't necessarily have a lot of other people that I am around on a regular basis that are trail runners or ultra runners. Mm -hmm. And so it was fun to be with all these people. And I thought, oh my gosh, these are all people that do the same thing that I love to do. And, and they're all just regular people, which sounds silly. Like I don't, you know, but it was just neat to spend time with them. So I ran, um, there was one guy I ran with for a while on Saturday. His name was Craig and he's training for his second hundred mile race. He ran, um, a Colorado race last year, his first hundred miles, but we ran together for a while. We talked about heart rate training. We talked about, um, vegetarian and vegan diets and told me he lives on smoothies and, <laughs> told me about how he puts spinach and strawberries together all the time and you know he was just and he had mm. you know he was just really just groovy he just and and he so I thought he here's this experience to me an experienced trail runner and he and and we're walking we haven't even gone a mile and we're walking and it was just really good to I thought, this, okay, he has experience, and he was planning on going the full day, but I thought, this is good. He knows how to train, so I'm going to yeah. follow that experience, you know, and, and so we we hiked and ran together for a while and ran with another um, another woman for a while, and then I was by myself, and then I had a big Malamute that ran with me for a while, and, you know, it was just, and everybody that was out there was... Um, you know, they'd introduce themselves, they'd, you know, ask you what, what you were training for or where you were from and just a very nice group of people. Cool. So do you think people stayed together mostly or was it, you know, every person for themselves kind of thing? There was definitely a few people that that you could tell they kind of had their run buddies. You know, they mm -hmm. mostly all knew each other. I think there's a, a mm -hmm. handful of us that were first timers, but a lot of them had run with with this group several times, so they they knew each other. There was definitely a group of probably the more experienced um, men that were running that um, you know they kind of got they took off and and we're way ahead of everybody else. And, you know, they kind of, a couple of them hung together, but you know, you kind of would, you know, accordion, you know, like mm -hmm. you would kind of run ahead and then some people would catch up and. Are you and, maybe, did you kind of see each other since it seemed to kind of loop around a bit, even if people did spread out, you'd come back together? Yeah, well, I just did that first leg on that first day, so I didn't get a loop uh -huh. very much. Um, on the second day, on Sunday, when I went out, um, I had two women that I stayed with almost the whole time. Matter of fact, we ended up doing an out and back instead of a loop, and the three of us um, ladies just, we opted to stay together because we weren't familiar with the area it was supposed to storm. Ooh. We didn't know for sure how long the trail was. And we kind of, so we ended up staying together, but there was definitely people that, you know, that is what they were going to do. They were going to, you know, they had their pal and they were going to run together mm -hmm. and, but they were also very, you know, open and welcoming to letting you join their pack, I guess. So the second day, it wasn't the same, um, course no the second day was 
which is why I wanted to do longer on the second day because it was a trail I hadn't run before. And I'm kind of a scary cat. If I haven't been on a trail before, I don't like to go out by myself because I don't, I don't know what the terrain's like. I don't know how remote it is. I don't know if, yeah. you know, what kind of wildlife's back there. And I, and so I just don't, I, I like to hit a new trail with somebody. So when I, when I realized where they were going to be running, I, I really wanted to be able to spend some more time on that trail. And they were running, so we have the Colorado National Monument here in Grand Junction. And the second day was a trail um, going up from the bottom of and going up to the top of the monument. So it was a big climb. Um, but the rock formations back there are just spectacular. And I just, wow. I can't wait to do you post have photos. My I do. Yeah. I can't I wait to them. post my pictures. Of them. <laughs> um, so that's, so that's why I did the longer run. So no, it was a different trail. Um, definitely unfamiliar, but the scenery was just amazing. And, um, lots of, there's lots of wildlife sign around, but I never saw any. We saw, uh, talked to one woman that was hiking down and she said there had been a, a bighorn sheep out that morning. Oh, wow. Ooh. Saw lots of rabbits. I know there was foxes out. Um, there's probably some mountain lions, but we didn't, <laughs> I, you know, we saw some sign, but I don't, we didn't. Of course, we were all making too much noise for a mountain lion to bother us, but. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> well, and that's another reason I that you yeah. know us a gr- us couple of girls decided to stay together was just you know it was safer and it yeah. you know the three of us there was no way a mountain lion would have messed with three of us for sure. No way, so. Angela. That is so funny. I was going to tell you how you said you're a scaredy cat with trails and want to do a new trail with other people. I'm also a scaredy cat with trails, but I want to do a new trail by myself because I don't, don't, yeah, I like, I need to figure it out on my own and like not try to worry about keeping up with someone if I can't, or, you know, just have to go my own pace, right? Figure it out on my own, I guess. I'm more on, I'm more on Angela's camp. Yeah. Although I print out, like I get on the, um, I do like Google maps. And I print out like the area and try to look at the um, like turns of the trail and mark it. And I, but I, I like to go with people if it's a new one sometimes, you yeah. know, but most of the time I do. Yeah. I just, you know, even some of the, the mount that we have a lot of mountain biking around here, which I think most trails that, we run on or you know double for mountain bikes yeah but us too yeah, yeah. but yeah. I just even though I know there's mountain bikers back there I just it, so you know they're freak you know frequented by people but I just I don't know I like to have somebody out there and I kind of get turned around I mean even on trails I've been on before I get back there and I just am you know lollygag and I'm running yeah. and having fun and then I look up and think well where am I at? Yeah. (laughs) And I, you know, so that's, I end up, you know, just turning around and going back from whence I came, but a lot of times, but yeah, some trails can be really hard. I'm lucky where I live, the trails are super well marked. So it's, I'm terrible with directions too, but like, even I couldn't get lost out there. (laughs) I would always be able to find my way. So I'm, I'm lucky in that regard, but yeah, and this one, you know, it was funny because he, I was so that morning, and, and Christine and I were um, tweeting back and forth um, Sunday morning, and I told her I was having a little pre-run anxiety, and I thought about when we talked to Doyle, and he said he wanted to put some fear back into his running, mm-hmm. and Sunday morning, I had that feeling again, and I and I haven't. I mean, I run where I'm comfortable and Sunday morning I had that. I was, we had a storm coming in. I didn't know if it was going to rain. I don't have any rain gear. Oh no. (laughs) So I put it, I kept a kitchen trash bag in my, in my pack because I thought, well, at least if it rains, I can, you know, poke a hole in the, (laughs) in the, and I can wear a trash bag and at least stay dry, you know. There you go. Perfect. You do have (laughs) rain gear. You didn't know it. I have a whole box. I don't have rain gear. I don't have rain gear either. So 
You're not alone. Oh, yeah. So I just, I was a little anxious. I just, I thought, gosh, what if it rains? And, oh, you know, and then your mind starts to just kind of go out of control. So I was telling Wayne, I was feeling a little anxious. And, you know, what if it, you know, downpours and there's a flash flood and the, you know, this, the mud around here, the dirt, when it gets muddy is just so slick and mucky. And so I was just kind of, and I was anxious. I, and I was going somewhere I'd never been before. And he, so he gave me a nice calming speech and, you know, told me, you know, if it starts to rain, you know, stay high, don't get in the wash, stay up out of the wash. You're going to be climbing. You'll be fine. You know? And, and so he kind of, you know, gave me some just good common sense advice and um you know it's not gonna it's not expected to downpour you might get some rain you know whatever so but even like in your area because we've we were in a rain shower in utah once not too far from you and it was Uh like five drops of rain but the entire road became this huge mud slick (laughs) so it doesn't take much rain for the dirt out there to get very dangerous and slippery for sure it gets very um and i don't know if there's a lot of silt in it i don't i don't know what it is but uh, we've been out along the book cliffs um which is an area out in the desert and as a kid, we would go out there off-roading and have been in rainstorms where it just, it's blue skies and then suddenly it downpours and you've, it's like all of a sudden you have mud in every crack and crevice of your body and within like a, a minute and you're not even sure how it got there. Yeah. You know, it's just, um, and it's really slick, you know, and we do, we get a lot of flash floods and, you know, when it was probably all stuff I didn't need to worry about, but I, I was just a little... I had a little fear in my running on Sunday and, and I thought, well, that's okay. You know, because then I, then what I thought about though was, yeah, but when you have that where you're a little anxious or nervous and you go do it anyways, mm-hmm. you, I always come back and feel like, yeah, I didn't give mm-hmm. into that fear. You know, I, I overcame it. I went and did something and I had a wonderful time and it was okay. And there were no flash floods and, you know, Matter of fact, we hardly got a sprinkle while we were out there. It was just, it was perfect. That's good. Yeah. So did the race director have any kind of, I don't know, guidance or were they, would they have like called it off if the weather was really going to be a factor? No, no, no. Because first of all, it's, it's It's not not a race. It's not a race and you're responsible for yourself. And he, on the second day, he kind of was a little bit. I guess more direct about it and he was like you know you're you're out there if you were out running by yourself don't do anything today that you wouldn't do if you were out here by yourself yeah you know don't assume just because there's other people out here that it's okay you know be you know be safe and they had printed out maps and 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 whatnot and but none of them had ever been on these trails either so uh, they actually he actually underestimated the total mileage had anybody, nobody ended up doing the full, um, loop that he had set up and had they done it probably would have been closer to 40 miles. Oh, wow. Yeah. So see, they need a local expert to be heading up the series. Well, I guess they do. They do, um, each year they do applications for like local ambassadors for the program and I missed the application period this last year so maybe if I do a couple of of runs with them and whatnot maybe next year I'll sign up to be the the western slope human potential person and did you see the same people on Saturday or on Sunday than you did on Saturday I saw a few of the same people and um there was some new people or maybe just people that I didn't you know, I just didn't happen to see on Saturday. Um, the the man Craig that I ran with um, for a bit, he was out there, and um, there's a couple of of gals that I ran with for a bit on Saturday. They were both out there and they were running it together. Wow! So yeah. they had done 31 miles on Saturday, and then they were coming back to do the 37 on Sunday. I think. There was maybe five people that did the whole 31 on Saturday. Most people did somewhere between 
um, you know, like 17 to 26 in mm-hmm. there somewhere. I can't remember what the exact drop places were, but everybody just ran to their, yeah, to their level, you know, to what they wanted to do, how far they wanted to go. And, um, the, the one man, Craig, he did the whole 31 on Saturday and then was planning on doing 37. I think they ended up doing 25 on Sunday, but he was doing his last big back to back before his hundred mile race. Which one is that? Is there one coming up? The hundred mile race? Yeah. He's doing one up in Minnesota. Huh. And I don't remember the name of it, but, uh, and I was going to, I think I, I tweeted this to you, Melissa, but there was, um, there was a conversation that I overheard while I was running and someone had said that one of the, one of the men that was running was training for his seventh hard rock. Oh yeah. I saw that. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, it takes people years to just get into hard rock once because the chances are so small. There's so many applicants and so few spots. Seven yeah. times. I mean, seven times. And one, wow. one young man that was there was, um, he was pacing for hard rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so this was kind of the, the cool story. So Sunday was really, I mean, Saturday was a trail that I'd been on before. I kind of got to meet the people, um, but it wasn't new terrain. It, it, it's, um, you know, a lot of climbing, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary for where I would run. Sunday was a completely different trail. Um, I looked at my, my map for my run. I had, it was almost 4,000 feet of elevation climb. Um, I did, um, my map said 12 and a half miles, but everybody else's Garmin said 14 miles. So I'm going with that. I did 14. Yeah. Um, but lots of elevation climb, lots of hiking. Um, but I ran with these two women, um, ran with one of one woman, um, older than me her name was Otsko and we ran the second half up to the top together and then there was another um, woman who was a little younger than me so I was right in the middle which is um, works for me I'm middle child so I'm used to that spot and she um, she was kind of running ahead of us and ran with those two ladies most of the day and just just had a great time talking to him. It was just, I guess I just feel like it was like my first time where I ever experienced the real joy of trail running with people mm-hmm. that just were out there to, um, nobody was worried about pace. Nobody was worrying about trying to prove anything to anybody else or, you know, just good general, you know, runners camaraderie. Um, you know, if somebody needed to stop and get a snack, you know, the other, everybody kind of wait, we waited for each other. And, um, you know, we, one person would lead for a while, then the other person would lead for the while. And we talked about our kids and we talked about, um, our families and our jobs. And we talked about running and it was just, I mean, yeah, I ran and I did lots of climbing and saw lots of cool stuff, but I spent the day with two really, amazing women and it I think that's what made the day so special Mm -hmm. um yeah Yeah. it was it was just really cool oh that sounds wonderful yeah yeah Yeah, it was fun so we got we got up to the top we had climbed um and we the aid station was supposed to be at mile seven and we got up we got up to the top of the monument and we, we got across the road, hit the next trail, started heading up and we saw a couple people coming down and Ashley said, are we almost to the aid station? And the, the guy looked at us and goes, no, you're not close. And she thought he was kidding. <laughs> she goes, no, really, it's, it, we should just be like maybe a quarter or half a mile away, right? And he goes, no you've got at least two and a half miles to go to the aid station. Oh, no. (laughs) And so, um, which, by the way, just as a side journey, um, Wayne ended up volunteering and running the aid station. So Wayne was out all day on Sunday. (laughs) He gave up half of his Sunday to 
haul around jugs of water and snacks and and encourage the runners that did come through and make it to the aid station and we had went and bought beer so and then met everybody at the at, down at the trailhead with a cooler full of beer and um, oh, that's awesome yeah it was really awesome so when he told us we weren't even close we were like oh no what do we do so Wayne actually had just texted me and said how close you know you how where are you at and so I called him and told him and so we kind of had a dilemma he was like well you're two and a half miles away you know and then you could take off down the the bottom trail and you know make the big if I'd gone down you could cut the the whole trail short and go about 20 miles which is kind of what we had planned on doing but was getting really cold on top and none of us were really sure I mean if if the seven miles ended up being nine miles then you're like does the 20 going to end up being 24 Mm -hmm. you know so the three of us girls kind of hung out at the top for a minute and decided what to do and I thought you know I'm just gonna stay you know for a minute I thought well you know that voice in your head that's going well, no, you need to get, you know, 20 miles would be better for you to get in today. You ought to go longer, you know. But I just thought I'm better off to just stick with the two ladies I'm running with. And we just decided to stick together. So we turned around and did the seven miles back down together. And, um, and that was, it was a good decision. It was a good decision to just be, be safe instead of, try and get extra miles in mm-hmm. yeah well, that's a lot of extra miles I mean if you ended up going yeah 24 miles still yeah. at, at, at this stage of training that would be right. a pretty big jump well and without yeah. being able to hit well I guess I could have hit the aid station and filled up you know but I'm like okay well I've you know I mean I had some food and you know but mm-hmm. I would have needed to have another I would need to fill up water and you know yeah, I mean, it was totally okay. I mean, I was out there for four hours. I, you know, it was 12, 14 miles, and I was out there for four hours that day. So I think four hours on my feet is plenty, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would definitely run with them again. Um, I I don't know. I, 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 I wish sometimes I could, you know, express more what, how I felt I just it was just such a good experience I mean it was just running it was just mm-hmm. um it was a nice trail um we saw some mountain climbers we saw lots of people on the trail and um it's a very well maintained trail so I mean it's very other than that it's such a lot of vertical um it's mostly runnable if you so desired to run up it I guess but now, did you employ any of our tips that we offered in um, what not to do in an ultra or trail race? <laughs> um, gosh, I don't rem- I, I don't think so. I, I think I... Um, I mean, did you eat all the food at the aid station? Well, I never. I didn't even make it to the aid station. <laughs> okay, <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had an uncrustable in my pack, which I shared with Otsko on the way down the hill, and um, which she just thought was a great idea. She was like, "This these are just fabulous," you know. I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's great." So we had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on the way down, and had my Cliff Bar. I wore my Rocky shirt, so I didn't wear a new shirt. So I I didn't I didn't follow that tip. Of course, there are no t-shirts and a fat ass. You don't get a t-shirt, so I I had to wear my. I thought I needed to channel a little my Rocky, you know, thing. So I wore my Rocky shirt that day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Really, really good group. And and so then we got done um, and we just, we waited at the finish, not the finish line, but the trailhead because several of the runners had made the, the aid station and were making that big 20 mile loop down. So we waited at the trailhead for all them to come through because we had all the, we had all the gear in our car, all the food, all the water and everything. And so we stayed and waited and got to visit with, um, Ashley. She was waiting for one of her friends that was running kind of with that group that had gone long that day. 
and, you know, just kind of cheered everybody as they rolled in and made sure they got a snack and, you know, got them a beer if they wanted a beer and, you know, everybody sort of recapped their miles and, you know, what they saw and what they did. And, um, and then once all the runners came in and we got all of the aid station, whatnot out of our vehicle, then, um, we actually went with, um, two ladies and a, and a, a guy, um, and Wayne and I, we went to a local pizza place in town and sat and visited with them and had pizza and, um, sort of in classic Murphy form, we, you know, we opened our house up to anybody that needed to shower or <laughs> anything oh, before they that's left. That's great. So, yeah. So we had one, we had one guy take us up on it. Kyle came over. Um, Kyle's going to school down in Durango for exercise science and. Hey, he, this was great research for him. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so. All right, came, Kyle. <laughs> just a neat and a neat guy you know just he's had his little dog and he was living out of the back of his truck and was on <laughs> spring break and he so he he just kind of he's like well I'll take you up on that shower and so he came over to the house and it might have been the first shower he had in weeks <laughs> they hadn't you know we hadn't showered after they all camped out yeah and so they hear they ran. He ran 31 miles. I'm thinking, I just don't think I could have done this. He ran 31 miles on Saturday and then went back to the campground and then ran again on Sunday. <laughs> and I, <laughs> welcome to ultra running. This is, this is the way we do it. He said he prefers the term vagabond to hobo. <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, so yeah it was fun he came over him and Wayne visited and he showered and um I was busy doing some other stuff but they went and sat in the hot tub and talked for a while and um he just kind of hung out he was going to run with the local running group tonight in Fruta and um you know so it was just fun it was it, you know it was just one of the things on their website that I saw and I I I just read it once and it stuck with me is that it's an attitude of we, not mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And you could definitely feel that attitude with everybody. You know, there was lots of talk of no whining. You're on your own. I'm not responsible for you and all of this. And, and, you know, and, and I understand why they did that, but when it really came down to it, nobody left that trailhead until they knew where everybody was accounted for mm -hmm. and everybody shared what they had with each other and they all brought food and, and camped out and, you know, potlucked together and everybody was more than happy to share what they had. And, um, just to, you know, and so it, it just fit perfect. You know, he was, you know, he just came over and, you know, I will, I may never, ever see Kyle again, but it was, it was great fun to have him. Or over you and, may, he may show I up may. for another shower. So. <laughs> I well, I did tell him because he went to run on, uh, he said, well, I think I'm going to run with that group on Monday night in Fruta. And I said, oh yeah, they just do a little six mile loop. He says, well, he says, I figure that'll give me about 24 hours off from running, you know, and since I did 31 on Saturday and I did 20 today so yeah I think I could probably do six on Monday night and I said well you know you know sure go run with them if you want to come by you know we'll be here you know where we live now and so who knows he may show up he's on spring break he may show up later this week who knows Woo, spring break <laughs> uh, uh, their spring yeah. break is earlier than ours, ours I thought it was week. really early yeah that is pretty early so yeah, oh. nice. Yeah. This sounds really nice. You know, it it in yeah. some ways reminds me there is a fat ass race called the Riddle Run, where Rob and I lived for years um, in Urbana, and it was sort of similar to this, maybe on a smaller scale. But it was yeah, this guy just kind of organized it, and it was ongoing for years. It's still going on, and it was just very organic, very low-key casual and it was on a loop course so i would participate in it before i even knew what ultras were because you could just show up and run a loop 
And then his wife made cupcakes for everybody who would come. And it was always in January. It was like the third weekend in January. So it was almost always solid ice. And I think for two years in a row, Rob actually won it, which you can't really win it because it's a fat ass, right? But he may have been the only person to actually run the entire 31 miles or whatever it was supposed to be just because the conditions were so terrible. And so since it wasn't a real race, what they had was a traveling trophy, which was a roll of toilet paper (laughs) that someone had taken from like the restroom in some park, you know, so it was like, it was wrapped in whatever, you know, like the paper yeah paper (laughs) and then all like all the previous all the winners would sign it and put the year and so then you had to return that the following year but i think rob kept it for two years and it actually ended up turning into a big deal because at some point we moved out of state and we had this toilet paper that we had to get back to central (laughs) illinois and like i don't know rob ended up taking a special trip back for this toilet paper i think but i'm sure it's it's still going on but this is just like how fat asses are i mean it's just you know so what so, is the, I mean, because you've heard, I'd never heard of no. a fat ass before. And so I, you know, I didn't know if it was just something that they called these races, but so is it, is this like a, I don't know, like a traditional trail I running so. ultra name thing? I Do you yeah. know? It's a real thing. I, I don't know where the word comes from or why they call it that. <laughs> But I think it just means a race where it's like, hey, guys, everybody, let's go to Fruta and And run run. 37 miles. Yeah. (laughs) And then I don't like I wonder, you know, if they um, by calling it this and having it this way, if they could avoid insurance or I don't know what I don't know anything about race directing, but it must be. Yeah, I mean, Difficult. he says they don't have to get any, you know, you're not getting permits. any permits because yeah. you're not, you're not flagging anything. You're not marking anything. Yeah. You know, there's no results. There's, there's none of that. It's just like 30 people showing up. You're to just run. showing up and we're going to, this is the area we're going to run. And so do they have kind of a limit of how many people they could allow to participate? Because what if 500 people showed up? I mean, then would it become a problem? That would be spectacular, but yeah, I imagine after our podcast, maybe there will be five hundred people show there up there. Might be. <laughs> well, and they do quite a a few. I mean, most of their events are you know more in your neck of the woods over there. Yeah, I'm looking at this. There had been actually a couple of their events I was interested in. Um, so yeah, good to hear about this. How yeah, and just you know, like I said, the people that um, oh, so here's a. <laughs> So here was something else cool that happened. So one of the, um, I'm trying to remember who it was that told me first. I think it was as we were running and, um, you know, just talking about different things and somebody would say, well, what are you training for? And so I told them I was training, you know, initially for um, the North Fork 50 in June. And it was... Um, Otsko I was running with and she goes oh I've run that race before oh yeah (laughs) so she's done the 50k and then so when we met up with Ashley on the way down she says oh Angela's training for that North Fork 50 and she goes oh I think I she goes that's on my radar she says I think I'm going to do that race so um, she's not signed up for it yet but um, she's she wants to do the 50 mile. So she may actually be there too. Cool. And it seems like there was somebody else I ran into or that I talked to that is also going to do the North Fork 50. That makes sense because it's oh. kind of in the same area. I mean, it's not that far away from where most of these, um, yeah. most of these I, races take place. I think the same weekend there's the um, Dirty 30 oh. 50K. They're both the same weekend. So yeah. she's she's thinking that they'll probably be – you know, one of those. maybe not as big of a crowd. At, and I don't, I don't think it's, uh, you know, obviously that big of a crowd, but I think it is the North Fork, I think has sold out before. That, that, yeah. I mean, on the website, they said it sometimes sells out within a week. So that's why I, I registered at 7am on the day that it opened because <laughs> oh I knew I really wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, yes, so I don't know. There'll be a handful of people that we know, which will be kind of fun. Awesome. Yeah. 
And then she, this was also kind of a cool story is, um, I asked Ashley, I, I, I guess she's maybe, I would guess she's 30 ish and asked her, um, if she was training for something and she said, yeah, she said, I actually got drawn for Leadville trail 100. Oh my gosh. (gasps) Wow. And so she's never done a hundred mile before. Um, and it was just kind of a, the story was super cool. She'd done the Leadville, um, marathon Mm -hmm. and had run with a, a, a friend. She'd talked a friend into doing the full marathon with her. Which the full marathon is actually longer than a marathon. It's heavy. Yeah. (laughs) It's a heavy. Rob ran it one year. It's like 30 miles or something. It's more like a 50K. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So they ran it and her friend who just kind of decided, I think it was sort of like a last minute change of distance or something, decided to do the full with her. And I I may get the terms wrong because I don't know a lot about it, but her friend drew the golden coin for Mm -hmm. the, which I guess maybe gets you an entry or an extra points or something to getting drawn for the, the 100. Does Mm -hmm. that sound right? I don't know. I mean, they just recently. Golden tickets. Maybe it was golden ticket. They just switched to this lottery system for Leadville. I mean, it hasn't been that long. It's been since we moved to Colorado and we haven't yet been here two years. Right. Because when we first moved here, you could just sign up for it. And now they've got it on now, a lot. Yeah, because there were so many people, it became a problem. So now oh, they sure. they reduce the number of people, I think. So you have to get drawn from get the lottery. Drawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so her friend had gotten, I guess they'd maybe do a random drawing. She got a golden ticket. And so, um, you know, they kind of talked back and forth. And, and she was like, well, put your – the girl, her friend asked, told Ashley, well, put your name in, you know, into the lottery. And so I guess there was a group of several of them, five, six, seven, eight of them that all put their name in for the 100. And the only two that got picked was the one that had gotten the golden ticket and Ashley. Wow. And so she said she just felt like the universe was just, you know, she said she had no intention of ever doing a hundred miles. And then all of a sudden she gets drawn for this thing. (laughs) And so she said every, and she said everything was just falling into place so perfectly. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of exciting. And, um, now when is that? Uh, is it August? Yeah. It's like right around the time that the school year starts. We were there. We didn't, neither of us ran it, but before we moved to Colorado, we had taken a trip out here and we ended up being in Leadville during the race. And it was so cool to be there and to watch. We saw, that was the year, one of the years Ian Sharman won. We saw him win and oh, cool. Nick Clark came in second. Um, so we saw those two. That was, that was really cool. And now you see Nick Clark all the time. Well, I don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Fun. So, yeah, just lots of cool stories. People training for lots of different things. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely felt like I was, um, I mean, I still felt very much, I, I still feel like a, a rookie. Like, I just feel like a, a new person in this whole world of um, distance running. But I didn't feel, you know, after we had talked about, you know, not having confidence or feeling like, you're not good enough. And I just, I didn't feel that way at all. I, mm-hmm. I felt so honored, I guess, and just amazed by watching some of these people run. They were just incredible to see their, just to see them running. I was just in awe of them. And I, I just felt like, you know, I can do this. I, I you know. You and did no, do it. You, you yeah, are doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was a great weekend. I wish I could put into words better how I felt, but I just, I felt like I had such a runner's high, you know, I was out there for four hours and just, I was still buzzing about it this morning. I just, I felt so accomplished and I saw such nice scenery and saw people climbing rocks or rock climbers out and met new people. And one of Ashley actually texted me this morning and said, Hey, it was great to meet you and sent me a picture. And, um, 
You can go pace her at Leadville. Oh my God. I'll just, yeah. yeah. I'll just go take pictures, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I have to admit, I did, you know, my little crazy brain that like thinks really big dreams. I thought, hmm, I wonder if like this, because these were all, they all like do high elevation stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, oh, I wonder if maybe that might be my next like weird venture to climb off into as some of these high elevation um, trail runs. So, well, aren't you at, at a high elevation? I'm not. We're less than Denver. We're only at forty six hundred feet, I think. Oh, yeah, we're lower than Denver. Well, North Fort goes up to. Eight over, yeah, eight thousand. I don't think it's quite nine thousand, but there yeah. you go. That'll be step one. That'll be step one. It, I think it starts getting me in Laramie, which is seventy two hundred. I start not feeling so good, and yeah, I've run in in Leadville before at ten. What are they? Ten two. That's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how do you? feel because somebody made a comment about over while we were eating pizza about oh it's that feeling you get you know like when you're like about ready to like you know crest a 14er which I had no idea how that feels because I've never done that um but so how do you feel when you are Um, are at that high high elevation like that running I haven't done it that often only a couple of times and I just took it really easy and yeah. that was fine. But like what Rob did the Leadville heavy marathon or whatever it's called. And I don't know how high. I mean, I think that gets over they 13. 13 to 14. Yeah. And we went, Will and I were going to some aid station that was pretty high up there. And like there were so many people. We had to park so far away and we're hiking straight up to get to this aid station and will was like four or something and he was not happy and yeah we just i felt awful just being a spectator i felt awful (laughs) so i don't know you feel nauseous or just like out of breath or i was very irritable and very thirsty like I kept drinking and dizzy and yeah Mm. I I'm like nauseous most of the time anyway so it's hard to tell if that has to do with the (laughs) elevation but Will was just like we finally got to the top of this thing he's like mommy I need to go to sleep and so he just laid down (laughs) (laughs) then I realized I'd forgotten like the one thing Rob said he might need that was in the car and so I was like oh my god do I have to go all the way back down (laughs) so yeah I don't know well, I'm I'm interested. Eight eight thousand feet that our fifty miler is going to be at is interesting. Although I ran a marathon in Estes Park that was around yeah, nine thousand. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Like I didn't really notice it when I was running. <laughs> I think like just so much other stuff is going on. Maybe you kind of deal with it, or just right. you go you go slower. But I've never been yeah higher much higher than that running. Certainly never been on a fourteener. Yeah, that's a whole different that's a whole different category there running that high. Yeah. Let's get uh North Fork out of the way first and see what yeah. what it feels like to run fifty miles at eight thousand feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. And then hoveling a hundred, we don't have to worry about that, right? That's not at I high elevation. So. No. No. But no, go ahead. Oh. I was going to say Sufferfest didn't sound like it was so much suffering. Yeah, that's a misappropriation no. of terms. There was no know. suffering. Yeah. There was not much. Su- there might have been a little suffering on Sunday morning because apparently <laughs> some of them had perhaps maybe stayed up a little late at the campground oh. drinking a few too many beers. But um, <clears throat> that's another essential component of a fat ass. You must <laughs> yeah. do it hungover. Oh, I just don't, I can't even, I can't even fathom it. I, my, the first half marathon that I ran, I ran with my younger sister and she was so nervous about it. And I hope she's listening, Cassidy. Um, (laughs) She was so nervous about doing our first half together. And she, we'd gone out to dinner the night before and she had like a margarita and then a glass of wine and a couple of beers and we we were all just looking at her going what is she doing like we have to get up in the morning and be, <laughs> be up there to go run and she showed up we met at the to 
go up where the buses were taking us to the starting line and she she shows up she's just pale as can be and says the last time I threw up was five o'clock oh no (laughs) (laughs) but she ran the race she beat me um hey she would fit right in in the ultra world yeah she might need to get involved with ultra world if she can run on a hangover yeah (laughs) well that sounds good (laughs) <laughs> I think you had a great, great time. I did. I had a wonderful time, and I would definitely, um, I would definitely do um, any other events with this group. It, it was really a lot of fun, and I'm, I'm glad I got to run on a new trail and see new places because I would go, I would go back up there. I would still like to have somebody with me just because there's, there's quite a few steep places and um, yeah. mm-hmm. lots of wildlife, but. Um, but I, it's a nice place. To, I mean, you could even just, if you wanted to just hike, if you weren't, you know, trying to do any running yeah. at all. So I, it was, it was a very successful running weekend. And I, I'm glad I didn't give in to the fear and, and not go and I didn't wimp out. Yeah. And I'm glad oh, there cool. were no flash floods. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. Well, very good too. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing your non-suffering experiences with us yeah no suffering do we have anything we else we want to add before signing off this week how's your how's your foot melissa can we do a little update foot um so yeah i'm doing a little bit better i ended up having to take about a week and a half off and i went to go see a rossiter which if you don't live in the front range northern colorado you have no idea what that is because it was invented in fort collins and is completely localized within the city uh but these amazing people who figure out what's wrong with you and fix it it's like really deep tissue massage with their feet um and so my foot hurt but she's pressing around on me and she says Melissa, you have scoliosis. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know that. I've had that all my life. And she's like, well, you know, the way that your back is crooked is pushing this muscle this way and that muscle that way. And it's pulling that and doing that. You know, the pain is in your foot, but the problem's in your back. So she's been working on my back and it is amazing. After two sessions with her, I went from thinking I had a broken foot to I went out and ran five miles on the trail this morning and felt perfectly fine. So it's going to be like a, I mean, I've obviously been dealing with this all my life because I've always had scoliosis and a crooked back, but really it kind of makes sense to me. All of the running injuries I've been dealing with chronically for the past two years is really all because of this. So I have to figure out you know, a better way to run, figure out what's going on with my gait. So I'm not doing this weird thing. But in the meantime, at least I think it'll be good if, um, you know, I maybe go in every couple weeks or something for a tune up. Good. And fix me. So thank you, ladies, for yeah, for your kind thoughts during that ordeal. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. always amazing that the I, I think whenever there's an injury. I don't think that it's ever, it seems like it's, it's never where it hurts. Like we were talking, it's never where it hurts. That is the problem. It's always, you know, upstream somewhere. Yeah. And it takes somebody to figure that out. Cause even with my, my calf injuries, you know, a doctor looked at my calf and said, well, it might be a stress fracture, take nine weeks off, you know, and the Rossiter's like figuring out where it's really coming from. And their thing is it's actually bad to take time off like you need to their big thing is walking Mm. um you gotta really really walk they'll do the treatments on you and then you walk which works out great because i don't have a parking place at work so i have to walk (laughs) (laughs) i have to walk like at least a mile (laughs) to get to my office and then a mile back to my car so active recovery feast on scraps (laughs) perfect yeah take what you can get so okay all right I think we should probably wrap this up if I have any chance of getting a run in tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got to let Christina get to bed. Get to bed so she can get that early alarm clock. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks, Angela, for sharing your Sufferfest experience. You betcha. Thanks for listening. 